What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. What is up, my friends? In today's episode, I'm gonna show you how to double your speed of learning with one simple trick. One thing you can do today that will double the speed of your learning. I know it sounds gimmicky, but hear me out. If you take one hour per week or two hours and sit down and just shut up and let your mind reflect on things, you will learn things, you will adapt faster than 99% of people out there. Why? Because those 99% of people who are in this proactive state of mind, this entrepreneurial state of mind of what's the next thing, what do I got to do next, just constantly moving forward, looking forward, then you make mistakes. I make mistakes. That's the way I made a lot of my mistakes. And I'm not ashamed of it. But where I do think a big change is important is taking time to sit there and reflect on that. So taking one hour per week and just letting your mind run right it's got this survival mechanism built into it where it naturally is going to want to problem solve so if you give it the time and space to problem solve it will do problem solving for you at a subconscious level and at a conscious level so that's what i'm going to talk about today the power of reflection and how it can increase the speed of your learning and therefore increase the speed of your success because if you're learning twice as fast as everybody and you're doing that on a regular weekly or quarterly monthly basis then you are going to be compounding your knowledge in a measurable way. Now, this is definitely one of the biggest mistakes I made as I was younger. I was super driven, super hardworking, but I was never reflective. I never took time to just slow down and look back. And now I see why the more bookish type or the person who's a bit more, I don't know, lazy as what I might have seen it at that time because they just, hey, let me just sit around and think and like see what happens that actually is more productive than constantly being in this go, go, go state of mind. For example, one of the things that happened to me was I sold a client for six grand per month. And when I sent them the link, it was only for 5,500 per month. So there was this disconnect and I ended up losing $500 a month in revenue for absolutely no reason. Now I could have continued moving really fast and doing what I was doing. That was a mistake of moving too fast, right? When you're an entrepreneur, you got so many responsibilities. You got to move fast and you got to do good work, but there's certain casualties that are taken along the way. And in that situation, that mistake, I'm sad to say it has happened to me more than once. Now, if I had stopped making that mistake because I reflected on that moment, if I took time to unplug detach, recline my mind and my body and go into a more reflective state of mind, I would have caught that, right? That's an easy fix. But because I was moving so fast and I was in really in a hurry, it's sad to admit, I mean, this is, you know, as I speak this out, it's it's a bit sad and embarrassing uh, in some ways because it's like, how did you make that mistake more than once? That's, it's such a rookie mistake, right? And I get mad at my team for doing rookie mistakes. I'm like, no, you guys know better than to do that. But at the same time, I'm making rookie mistakes, right? And the reason that happens is because I had not, for many, many years, I had not taken time to reflect, to, to look back on my historicals. Now, people like Tim Ferriss and other coaches that I had hired recommended doing 
hey, at the end of the year, look over your calendar and reflect on everything that happened and see, you can, you can score your meetings by who you met with and what you enjoyed, right? Like when was I happiest? When I met with so-and-so or when I did this? When was I most frustrated? When I was meeting with this motherfucker or that person? And so there's this kind of like reflective quality to doing this annual review, quarterly review, weekly review. But the problem is, is that I didn't know why I was doing it. Right? I was just doing because I was told to by my coach. But what they didn't tell me, and this is where their coaches were lacking, is the fact that the why behind it is so that you can learn faster. Now, there's this book, um, one of my coaches who's fucking phenomenal, his name's David, uh, David Burns, the, the, the business monk is his uh, brand. He gave me a book called The Art of Learning, um, and that's by... The guy who became that master chess player, I forget, honestly, I forget his name, but that book is like the art of learning and it's how you learn and reflection is a key piece of how we learn. And I think one of my biggest Achilles heels in my career has been that I have not taken time to stop and reflect as often as I should. So nowadays, people <laughs> laugh when I say, I get one two hour massage every week. Me and my wife, we love getting massages after working out, working hard all week, being at a desk and like kind of maintaining an upright posture and this tension that that creates, all of that is perfectly suited for a weekly massage. So what I do is I take a little bit of like a microdose of mushrooms and then I smoke a little bit of weed or maybe a lot of weed and I go and do these massages. When I'm in those massages, like sometimes two hours long, <laughs> like my, my aura ring will record a nap. I get into such a beta state, like such a, rec a relaxed, uh, physical, mental, and emotional state. And I, I kind of come into this transcendental space where I can like look back at my body and look back at my life and reflect on who Johnny is uh, rather than just kind of like be right here right now. Instead, I'm like looking, it feels like I'm like out of body and like looking at what's going on in my life. And I, that's, that's my favorite time to think. I mean, that's, that's usually when I have breakthroughs, right? That's when I have like masterful insights, things that you know, are a light bulb on top of my head. For example, like new products to launch, new marketing campaign ideas, funny hooks, strategies, uh, people that I haven't gotten back to, I'll remember, hey, I gotta get back to that person. And so all of these things, if I hadn't taken that time to reflect, those things would just be gone by the wayside. And I would never know it because of the low level of awareness I've associated with them because I haven't been reflecting on them. And, you know, I think, the, the way that I've seen this increase my uh, effectiveness, increase my learning speed, increase my profitability in my company is because I've been able to learn faster. It's, it's really simple. And so now I'm, I'm actively creating spaces to reflect. Now, I don't really like giving prescriptive advice, at least anymore. I think I used to give more of it because today, like, it's all about what works for you. What works for me, long ass walk with my dog, go get a massage. I love smoking a little bit of weed and just listening to music, another ref reflective state of mind. Um, when you do something like ayahuasca or a mushroom's journey, those things are extremely reflective, right? That's like four to six hours of, of reflection and you know just presence. Um, so, I mean, look, you gotta do what suits you, um, but what suits me are the things that I told you about. And I have seen a measurable increase in my efficiency and in my learning and in my happiness too, because you know, just taking time to relish life, like to stop and smell the roses makes the flavor a lot richer, right? Like it's not like you're gobbling down this five-star meal. Instead, you're like savoring every bite. And so 
obviously, you know, one of the things that another coach told me was uh, I like to eat with my eyes closed. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it'll, all your other senses, you know, subside, but your sense of flavor or sense of taste increases dramatically when your eyes are closed. And that's why a lot of people, you'll see them like when they're enjoying something, they're like, ah, and they close their eyes. It's a, uh, it's a really powerful thing in that moment of, of enjoyment or presence, I would call it. And this is why I think like mushrooms and weed and some of these other psychedelics are, are so powerful because they, take, they, they, they put you into a super present state of mind. So part of it is being present in the day-to-day, moment-to-moment, which is always a challenge for me. That's why I'm such a you know, staunch advocate for mindfulness because it's one of my weak spots naturally. I, I'm a very ADD person. I've always you know, had distraction problems and I've never had the ability to really focus until I really put some structures in place. But part of it is living that moment to moment, day to day state of awareness, like high level of awareness where you are actually enjoying things. I'm enjoying the each sip of this coffee. I'm enjoying each moment of this podcast and, and, and the, the learnings that I might impart on someone else. So that's part of the equation. The other part of the equation is after moments have been completed, after experiences are over, Uh, taking time and reflecting on those and the good and the bad. But what you don't want to do, or at least what I don't want to do is have emotions connected to that. I think this is where a lot of anxiety in the world comes from is people will have a moment of reflection. They'll reflect on something that they feel is embarrassing or that, you know, doesn't match their ego, their perception of self. And so they'll feel unhappy with it. And so (laughs) instead of just saying, okay, I could do better next time by doing X, Y, and Z, they will feel sad about the fact that they made a mistake and maybe they embarrassed themselves in front of somebody else. And that, that as you can see, that creates a perpetual cycle, right? So uh, did something embarrassing, became embarrassed about it, felt bad. And then now that I feel bad, next time I reflect, I'm going to feel bad about feeling bad. And so this, and you know how emotions work, right? Like they're completely irrational right they can just go off the handle so now you've got this vicious cycle of like mistake disappointment embarrassment feel bad reflect on that feeling of feeling bad call it a mistake feel bad about it again and so on so that's obviously not where you want to be when it comes to a state of reflection but i found when i reflect on those moments and see the mistakes that i've made and and realize that they were mistakes and Even if there is a reason to feel bad about it, it's just a moment. It's just like, okay, that sucked. I definitely made a mistake there. Definitely don't want to make that again. How can I do it differently this time? Not, oh shit, I'm a human. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shit human, and um, I never say the right thing. I never make the right call. Uh, I make bad decisions. My team doesn't respect me. Blah blah blah. Whatever that narrative is, that is what mindfulness will take you out of. That's your brain. That's your amygdala. This, this. the reptilian brain, right? Like the reactive brain, like hard at work, just creating viral loops of unhealthy mind. So that's obviously where we want to stay away from. But when you go into a reflective state, when you go into meditation or, you know, sitting down and journaling or whatever, oftentimes a lot of people have what I call like spiritual residue, things that they are unhappy with. Uh, I would call this like your demons, like the things that you're dissatisfied with that are making you regret something and therefore disowning a part of yourself like you know not enjoying your shadow or not embracing your shadow and then it creates this cycle so 
when you go into a state of reflection, you have to get through that tough phase. I mean, at least for myself, when I go back and reflect, I'm like, oh, that sucks, that hurts. I was disappointing to myself, I was disappointing to somebody else, but then you just you know, gotta keep moving, right? You can't, you can't sit there and let the emotions take hold and capture you in a loop. Um, so typically I have found that there is a period of negative emotion associated with reflection and you just have to sit with it. This is why people recommend that you do an hour of meditation or longer because you have to get through what I would call like a, like a, like a bell curve, right? Like it goes up, the pain is up and then it like comes down, right? And you have to stick with it and move through it. A lot of people I think get to the painful point and like, why am I doing this? Why am I sitting and reflecting about how shitty I am? And you have to break past that barrier. The only way you do that is by just sitting with it, right? Like just embracing it and literally letting it pass, right? It's like a bowel movement in a way. It's like this like feels rough and then it passes and then you feel better, right? So I know that's a weird comparison, but like you have to be willing to get through that stage of discomfort in order to make your reflection effective and in order for it to bring you joy and in order for it to bring you clarity and peace. So you know, when you set aside and you make time for a reflection, understand that there may be points of pain, right? And this is where like a coach or a therapist can really help because they will guide you through and make you not feel bad about yourself. They'll not make judgments about you because it's often ourselves making judgments, right? Like, hey, I was stupid there or I was embarrassing or whatever. So you just have to be okay with the fact that it is going to be painful a little bit. And this is why they call it doing the work. You know, talk to like spiritual yogis and shamans and stuff. They're always talking about how the hard the work is and, oh, I'm doing the work, blah, blah, blah. Because it is work, right? Like it is difficult. It is hard. But obviously on the other side of it, you know, when you wipe the spiritual slate clean, you have a sense of peace, right? But if you're not wiping that clean, you're constantly building up this residue. I think of it like this, this glass window to your heart. And it gets, you know, a little bit of dirt on it each day because of somebody does something fucked up to you or says something mean or you make a mistake. And it like just, you know, obscures the beauty within. Right. And then, you know, the longer you go without wiping that that surface clean and, and opening your heart back up to shine, then the worse you feel about it. Right. And that can go on for a long, long time. And that's why people have bad trips. That's why they have these experiences where they cry during a shamanic ceremony or something because <laughs> that's a lot of, of cleaning, right? That's a lot of spiritual shakeout, right? Like it, it literally like, you know, if you do like an ayahuasca journey, it feels like a spiritual bath. That's the only way I can describe it. Like it's almost like this like sh old stale energy is like being shaken off of you. And that's what I'm talking about, this spiritual residue. So as, as you are actively cleaning that off, you will, um, constantly be living with a better state of peace, right? Like a more state of clarity and a more state of com, com, uh, contentment. So that is what I am doing for 2023. My, my word for 2023, I have a word for each year. This year it was reflection. I think I did probably about 50% of the reflection that I wanted to. So I'm going to carry that word into 2024. I'm already thinking about what's my 2024 word going to be? What's my, my, my goals for next year? What am I going to personally be doing? And instead of setting these proactive, like far reaching goals, I'm actually going to be looking more to reflect and look back on the things that I've done and said and, you know, improvements that I can make on myself more than I am working towards something new. I'm, I'm, I'm 
actively avoiding the intake of new information and instead I'm reflecting, digesting, and processing the information that I've already intaken, right? Because there's a lot of good info out there. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. I, you know, I produce content, which, you know, requires a good amount of research and things like that. So it's not like there's any lack of information, especially around like good information, in my opinion. So I'm going to take next year to really reflect on it, right? So scheduling a reflection time in my calendar, like at the end of each day, at the end of each week, at the end of each month so that I can learn from those mistakes. And I found that it's very therapeutic to journal those. I have a daily review Google form. If you want it, just DM me on Instagram. I'll send it to you, no problem. And it's got things like, how was your daily happiness today? How was your productivity? You know, how was your physical well-being? Uh, did you do something nice for somebody today? Did somebody else do something nice for you today? So if you want that Google form, just shoot me a note and I'm happy to send it over. But I hope this has been helpful to you to see some of my more vulnerable experiences and hopefully you can learn from these mistakes faster than I did. All right, I'll see you next time. Ciao.